Welcome to The Vital Podcast, where church revitalization is vitally important. Thanks for tuning in for proven and practical resources to help lead your church toward the fullness God has for them. This is a show where we not only come alongside to motivate you on your leadership journey, we give you tactical strategies to implement on your way to church health and growth. And now here's your host, Canon Mark Eldridge. Well, hello, and welcome to this episode of The Vital Podcast. I'm Canon Mark Eldridge, and we're just delighted that you chose to, to jump in and listen to this podcast and be a part of this uh, Anglican revitalization community that we're we're uh, trying to develop to really just continue to resource you. But well, welcome to this episode. So um, we're I'm here with uh, Brian Poppy, uh, who's, uh, as you know, a new senior consultant here with Anglican Revitalization, revitalization Ministries, and we introduced you to him uh, on a recent episode of the of the Vital Podcast, but um, as we've been working and kind of uh, collaborating ourselves about how can we better resource you out there, all the uh, leaders in the, in our Anglican Church of North America movement, um, in terms of leading healthy congregations, thriving congregations, churches in need of revitalization, or uh, just dealing with all the challenges that that are there in having healthy, growing. Uh, local churches, uh, we we we've been talking about how can we better take what we're doing and make it even better to resource you. And so uh, I think we we talked about at one point. Um, I shared with you the idea that we want to provide sort of ongoing resourcing beyond just the you know the one-on-one coaching that we offer, which. If you use that, you know it's helpful and and that's it's still a great resource. But sometimes we need more than just the one-on-one coaching. And so we, we're trying to figure out ways to create sort of communities, online communities and ways that we can uh, come together and collaborate around how to have these healthy growing churches. And so one of the phrases that 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 we've used in turn internally was what we want to create is a place for people to have vital conversations and humble collaboration. Uh, in other words, vital conversations where we're, where we come together, we talk about those vital aspects of church revitalization and church health. Um, and if you've list, ever listened to this podcast, you know that, I mean, it's called The Vital Podcast. And so we talk about these vitals of church health, vision for evangelism, intentional worship transformation of Christ-likeness, authentic community, lay mobilizations are, are, are sort of vital areas of church health, but also there's other vital aspects about leading a church just in terms of how do you navigate change and how do you um, just how do you lead well in general in a local church. So there's a lot of, uh, so the vital conversations, the idea about that is that we want to come together and talk about specifically things that are vital to church health and growth, not you know any number of other a thousand other maybe important topics out there in the life of the of a church but but specifically around these vital aspects of of having healthy thriving churches in our day but the so that so so again as opposed to like for example if you didn't know we have clergy care groups a lot of these clergy care groups and, and those are groups that get together to talk about the soul care of the leader which if you don't have one of those get into a clergy care group we can tell you more about that but but these are we're thinking more about you know again strategic things for the church so vital conversation and then there's humble collaboration which is the idea that look none of us are perfect although Brian and I um have been given a lot of skills and through our experience and training we there's a lot of uh expertise so to speak that we can bring but we don't have all the answers right and so so we're we're the humble collaboration is we just want to create opportunities for us all to come together and think man we 
maybe you have an idea that we don't know about and, and we might have ideas that you don't know about, but how can we together collaborate on having uh, us all have healthy, growing, thriving Anglican local churches? So vital conversations, humble collaboration. So that was a lot a lot of information to say this, that that moving forward with the vital podcast, we really want to kind of capture the, that that idea with these vital podcasts. So, so as we do these podcasts, we want them to be around this idea of vital conversation, humble collaboration. And one of the ways we want to do that is by starting to offer these podcasts um, in series or sort of having seasons of podcasts where we, where we'll look at a kind of a seasonal approach for, for the next However many months we'll we'll pick a topic and really dive into a topic, and then uh, then we'll take a break, and then we'll pick another topic and have another season that we really dive into a vital conversation around a particular um, aspect uh, that we're all uh, dealing with in the life of the church. So, so anyway, I just wanted to update you on that, and and, and moving forward as well. Brian uh, is going to start acting, you know, serving as the host of the podcast and, and uh, you know, and then I'll obviously be a part of it and speak, and then we'll have guests and uh, on the different to- topics. But um, so with that said, just uh, again, uh, just giving you a little picture of where we're going. Uh, I want to bring Brian in now to talk about the first season or series that we uh, are going to focus on um, kind of kicking that off today and then uh, for the next however many months. So Brian, why don't you, why don't you tell our listeners today what, what our first, first topic's going to be and uh, why we pick that. Awesome. Thanks, Ken and Mark. I, um, I'm so excited to be with you uh, helping to serve uh, the Anglican Revitalization Ministries team, helping to uh, having the chance to collaborate with leaders across our province uh, with these vital conversations and to do that in a way that um, r- hopefully we really encourage one another. I'm um, I'm just pumped to be with you in it. Um, uh, you know, firsthand, um, I can say that as a leader who led through revitalization, um, any kind of leadership is incredibly lonely. Mm-hmm. And I know many of us as pastors, um, both in the formal surveys we're asked to complete, or if you have any close friends that are pastors, you know that there's this profound sense of loneliness and isolation that can happen. And uh, we weren't meant to lead alone. Mm-hmm, that's right. Um, we just, we weren't meant to lead alone. And uh, you and I were, were chatting over the weekend um, that, you know, we look at Jesus and his ministry and right at the outset of his ministry, here on earth, as he's calling this group of disciples together, uh, he begins building community. And we see this in our Lord, Jesus Christ. We see this commitment to shared leadership. You know, the one who says, follow me, I'll teach you to become fishers of of people. Uh, And at the end of that time, one of the things he says is, as the Father sent me, so now I am sending you. He wasn't saying that to a, a solitary, lone, individual pastor. He was saying that to a community of leaders and your work, Ken and Mark, in casting a vision for creating this community of uh, a community that would have vital conversations that we would humbly collaborate with each other. It's just, it's refreshing. Um, uh, it, we, we need it. We need one another. And, uh, and yeah, then specifically about this next season, um, that we want to we want to start by talking about pastoral transitions. 
um, this is the topic that we felt would be maybe one, one of the more helpful ones to dive into. Um, and we want you to know at, at times it'll be just Canon Mark and myself maybe on a That's particular right. episode, but uh, we also have quite the slate of guests in mind, don't we, Canon Mark? Yeah, some really, really great um, guests in, in, at all levels of leadership in the church, bishops, uh, priests, deacons, maybe. I don't have talked about deacons yet, but we should. And then uh, and, and lay leaders who have dealt with transitions. But yeah, we want to bring you the best voices we can on on this topic. Yeah, earlier this year, uh, one of our uh, newsletters, we we shared some thoughts on passing the baton in leadership in um, both in the release of that uh, just simple, you know, almost blog post article, but also in as the whole uh, AAC team has listened to the needs kind of across the province. And this won't be surprised to any of you who are paying attention uh, to what's going on culturally. There's a significant turnover that's both currently happening, like right now in churches and transitioning senior leadership. But there's even a greater wave of turnover coming over the next five to 10 years. And so we, we see this as a really important topic to tackle together. And um, we want to look at the topic of pastoral transition, of, of, of how, how do you pass the baton of leadership on from, from one leader to the next. And we want to look at that topic from a variety of angles, which is one of the reasons Ken and Mark and I want to have a variety of guests is um, you know, what, what's it like from the diocesan perspective, from the bishop's perspective, when you're, you're trying to help a church steward that transition? Um, what's it like if you're the leader that has to do the soul work first to say, is it time for me to go? Mm-hmm. Is it time to make a transition? Um, uh, what about if you are a, a layperson that's now responsible for forming storming norming a search team how, how yeah. do you do that work what are what are some some things that we've seen that work really well what what are some pitfalls that we're uh, across the province the wisdom that we have together uh to share with one another so we want to look at it from a, a variety of perspectives um and uh cover the topic of pastoral transition together uh i'm i'm really excited about uh this season there's there's somewhere in the range of seven to 10 episodes. A few of them, I think, will be such length that we'll probably kind of split them up into two parts. Mm-hmm. Uh, but somewhere in the range of seven to 10 different, almost subheadings within the topic of pastoral transitions that we're uh, we're just really excited to be covering. So um, it's also personal for me, Ken and Mark, if I might just say, yeah, please. Um, ha- having just made a huge transition, um, to join uh, your team and the uh, the Anglican Revitalization Ministry team, um, part of the American Anglican Council, um, it, you know, I didn't just snap my fingers and then I was here. There was this whole journey of mm-hmm. le- leaving the parish that I was serving as rector, and um, most of the time, unless <laughs> unless you have a habit of leaving lots of places which we wouldn't encourage. That would not be the preference. Um, Yeah. Leaders don't tend to do more than maybe a couple of these over the life of their whole vocation in ministry. And oftentimes local parishes, maybe you handle 
over a 50 year period, you know, over a 20 year period, you handle a few of these as a, as a lay team, as a search team. Well, ever more the importance of gathering the right leaders together and to say, Hey, there is some really tested wisdom to share and collaborate on together. Uh, I know when it came time for me to leave, I, I, I shared this with my parish. I've never left a place as rector before. I don't yeah. really know how to do this. Um, and found out that it was kind of helpful to name that to them, that I, I'm not a professional at leaving a church. This isn't, <laughs> right. this isn't right. something that, that uh, I've received a, good a thing. Of training in. And right. yeah, it's kind of a good thing, but it also means, gosh, we could make lots of mistakes that could have long-term consequences. And what I think what we've, we've experienced and observed and why we want to why we want to really focus in on this important topic is that a lot of people have made those mistakes. You know, a lot of people have stepped on those landmines and, and as you talked about in that article, the dropped the baton in the passing. And um, although again, there's no perfect transition, uh, but there's, there's a whole lot of ways to make that transition go a lot more smoothly, avoiding some of those landmines, but, but you're right. But if, if you don't do it all the time, um, it's right. so easy to step on those landmines. And so, yeah, it's, we want to help, help as many people as possible in those transitions, uh, do them well, but yeah, go ahead. No, that that's, that's right on. And, um, so, uh, just, just a little bit of a teaser, uh, a few, I mentioned that we're going to cover se several topics and I mentioned the different perspectives, but, you know, for example, what are the three most common pitfalls? Uh, mm -hmm. that churches make in transition or that leaders make in transition? Or um, uh, what are some words of wisdom if you're a, an outgoing pastor? Um, uh, what, are, what are some words of wisdom if you've, you've now taken the baton and you're in your first year to, to three mm -hmm. years of mm -hmm. leading? What are some key things that you really, you've got to pay attention to? And the, this is an example of the kind of ground we're going to cover together. Um, we also, last last thing I want to say is that we're going to share some case studies. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll get permission uh, from, from the right folks, but we want to share some case studies of, of places where it's gone really well and some case studies of it, it didn't go well. There was right. a lot of bumps and bruises, um, uh, which unfortunately, um, because transition it is such a difficult thing to get right. There's probably more stories of snafus than there are success stories. I'm sure this, um, this was, as you're saying, this um, is reminding me when I, when I, I left my church as a rector after 14 years and I was, this is real important to me to leave. Well, um, I always had a sense of the real test of my leadership was going to be, you know, what would happen after I leave. And so anyway, but I wanted to leave. Well, I wanted to do it right. So I was, I got coaching and, you know, but, but um, anyway, one of the, one of the key lay leaders, it was just that, that you probably have them in your church, but she was, she was there before the doors open and she was the last to leave with, with me most Sundays, uh, you know, uh, back there, you know, in the vesting room, as the lay reader anyway she's she's just great but she but we were talking and i was talking to her we were talking about the transition and my heart and wanting to leave well and she shared with me that uh and she'd been at the church for you know 
30 plus years. So she'd seen several clergy before me come and go. But she said, she said, uh, the guy that was there two times before me, uh, she said, he he left the letter on the desk and left. Like that, that was that was it. He wrote a letter, left it on his desk, and and was gone. That was the whole wow. That's how it ended. Wow. That was and that was that was his transition plan. That was his <laughs> transition plan. I mean, I I was hor- I mean, I've heard some bad stories, but I was like, that was I couldn't believe it. And I just kind of like said to her, like, I'm so sorry. And that's why I'm trying to do it better than that. You know, but um, but but anyway, that's the kind of thing. Like there's there's some horror stories yeah. out there, but um, they anyway. really are. That that's the most extreme I've ever heard of. Peace, I'm out. Yeah. Didn't even just, tell them in person. Just just, just, a, just left the letter. Just a letter. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I I had a, a colleague of mine uh on staff with me of the church I, I just left that said one of the most painful ones he ever walked through and watched a church walk through is uh the senior pastor rector uh got up after almost 30 years. He was in his 29th year. Mm. And no, no one in the local parish had any idea this was coming. No lay leader, no staff member. <clears throat> they knew that retirement was on, on the horizon, yeah. like it was coming. But he stood up um, at the end of the dismissal time. He asked everybody to be seated for a moment. And he said, I, uh, you know, Church of the whatever, um, for the last 29 years, I've served you as your your rector or senior pastor. I don't remember what his title was. And um, what I just preached and led and celebrated my last service. Oh my. Uh, Today's my last day with you. Um, You've been wonderful to me. You know, see ya. Mic drop. And the mic drop. And, and in his mind, um, it, the, the responsibility of the baton passing was not something he felt that he had any uh, weight to carry in. It mm. just was like, hey, once I, the Lord's told me I'm done, uh, see ya, I'm out. You know, mm-hmm. these are, well, these are, these are two extreme case studies. We we hope to share right. some that aren't quite this yeah. extreme. Uh, yeah. It typically doesn't go like that. And yet, yet mistakes are still made. And, mm-hmm. and I think, you know, a, a generous read of that is that we don't often do these transitions over the life of our vocations that mm-hmm. frequently and mm-hmm. um so yeah what were you going to say something else no i was just i was just saying yeah, that, that there's some there's a lot of positive stories too so we're not going to just tell you all the <laughs> horror stories but uh some of the like again when when again, we're we're getting ahead into the into the topics but i um uh just one of the things that also I, i'm thinking about things as we're talking about the topic but i uh, i i um I was given the advice when I was leaving, talking about a positive story of, of uh, that, that would it's important to have a like a ritualized ending to the who you know whether it's a retirement or in like in my case in your case we were leaving to go to another aspect of ministry or uh, but 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 some sort of ritualized way to end the relationship and that was advice that was given to me and I thought well that's a good idea I remember sitting at my desk. Um, sort of thinking, huh? I like I like that idea. I want to do that. And I thought, <laughs> I wonder, I wonder how to do that. And and I because I don't want to. I've never been one to reinvent the wheel. So I'm like, is there so? So I just I was sitting there, and my eyes went up to my bookshelf, and I saw the book of occasional services sitting there. 
which the only reason I've ever used the book of occasional services in 20, 20 years of ministry was pretty much for house blessings, right? I mean, so it's like, you know, there's, I had the book and then it's really the pages at the house blessings ceremony uh, or liturgy was, was all crinkled because I'd used that so much, but I really never paid much mm. attention to the rest of the book of occasional services. Uh, anyway, I looked at it and I thought, huh, maybe there's something in the book of occasional services about this. So I walk over, I pick it up. I look at the table of context, the very, the very last uh, liturgy in the, the, the version of the book of occasional services I had uh, here's the title for it. Ready? Uh, a service for the ending of a pastoral relationship and leave taking from a congregation. I thought, huh, well, that might be helpful. <laughs> so, so anyway, so I, 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 maybe we could probably in one of our episodes talk more about that. Absolutely. But, but, but that's the kind of thing, like I was sitting there thinking, how has I been a priest this long, got through seminary, I've been a priest for all these years and I've never heard of this. And then as I've over the last several years, every time I've mentioned this to people, they've go, I mean, like lifelong clergy said, I've never heard of that. So how somebody somewhere in our in our tradition thought enough to say, hey, this is important, put together a, a really, really good liturgy with uh it's you know, with readings and colics and all this stuff dealing with the pastoral transitions, but nobody knows about it. Like so yeah. how how did that, that happen? That so anyway, is, so that's the kind of thing we want to. Hey, by the way, there's something like that. You should use that. Gut, but yeah, go ahead, Brian. Well, that I mean, it's fascinating that you ask it in that way because it, it you know those of you who know uh, the tradition we're in, we make a really big deal about the installation of, exactly. of a clergy. It, you know, the starting point we've sought to be pretty ritualized and. Uh, we we take we 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 take with seriousness uh, this relationship, but yeah, how do you end well? Um, well, Brian, in this in this it, in this liturgy, uh, sorry to cut you off, but in this liturgy, for example, like again, we take the induction seriously, but why not the ending? But again, somebody came up with this liturgy at some point. But in the in this liturgy, it has in there uh, a section that says the rector's supposed to say. On the on the blank day of this year, this month and year, I was inducted by Bishop so and so as rector of name of the church. I have, with God's help and to the best of my abilities, exercised this trust, accepting its privileges and responsibilities. After prayer and careful consideration, it now seems to me that I should leave this charge, and I publicly state that my tenure as rector of name of the church ends this day. Then the bishop or the deputy uh, bishop's representative says to the congregation, do you, the people of name of the church, recognize and accept the conclusion of this pastoral relationship? And the people respond, we do like, you know, like baptism or confirmation or an induction. It's it's there. But again, nobody, to my knowledge, really even knows that exists. So or most people don't. So anyway, but go back. Uh, I cut you off. No, no, you didn't. That's that is beautiful. I wish I had known about that um, six months ago. <laughs> See again, <laughs> we we even talked to each other. And I, I would have yeah. used it. Yeah. Exactly. See, uh, well, funny. I think I think you uh, you shared it with me um, after I had already made the transition, and we did formalize my last. Um, we celebrated. We formalized. We ritualized my ending, but but the the language you just you know we're we're people that. Uh, we like, we like our words, don't we? Mm -hmm, <laughs> so, um, 
the, the, the language that right there was so specific and wise to culminate the ending. I don't know that it was ever stated so succinctly that there's an ending occurring here and that we're all in on it. We're, mm-hmm. we're, we've, so, uh, that's beautiful. Can't, can't wait to discover more, uh, with you and, and the different guests we're going to have on, uh, this next season. It's going to be fun. Yeah, that's right. Well, Brian, is there anything else you want to, uh, tell our listeners about this series or, or kind of what we're doing coming up before we wrap up? You know, I think the main thing I would say is, uh, the, the goal is, uh, you'll see one to two episodes a month related to this particular season. The season is going to be on, on pastoral transition uh, and we'll be releasing one to two episodes a month. Um, I know uh, both Ken and Mark and I are, uh, we're excited about it. We also want your feedback uh, as, as we move along. Um, So if you want to say a few words about uh, how folks can uh, share their feedback or if they even want to make suggestions on topics, um, how they could do that. Yeah, that's great. Great. Um, we we want to hear from you. Like, is this helpful? Is it how is it helpful? Or again, as Brian just said, like, obviously, we're doing this series, but we're going to do uh, follow follow up series. We have a lot of ideas about topics that that need to be addressed. But if there's if there's something that you are like, man, I really wish they would do a series on this. Um, let us know because I we want to kind of scratch where you're itching, so to speak, and because uh, we're here to serve you. And if maybe there's a uh, we get a a trend of a bunch of people saying this is a particular topic. Um, we want to know that. So you can reach out to us uh, by way of email. You could go to our website and on the website, you can find our emails, but, but, but uh, right now I'll tell you, so it's M Eldridge, M E L D R E D G E at American Anglican.org to reach me or Brian is at B poppy. That's B P A P E at American Anglican.org. So, so feel free to just, uh, you know, stay in touch with us. Let us, let us know again, because this is vital conversation and humble collaboration. We're in this together. Um, but, but, but I'll go ahead and wrap up uh, for today. And so that just, again, just to, re, as I just said, we're here to serve you. Uh, and, and as always, if, if this topic is, you know, this, you want to talk more about this or, or church revitalization, or you're navigating some conflict in your church, or uh, we 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 didn't talk about today about the the renewal side of things. But if you need some just renewal in church, any 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 of the things that we can help you with, you can always reach out to us at churchrevive.org. That's churchrevive.org, and you can click on there, schedule a call, and and have a free thirty minute uh, consultation with us about how how we might be able to help you. Um, if you want to reach Brian specifically, if you go to churchrevive.org and click on the reframe section, uh, schedule a call there. That goes directly to Brian. Otherwise, on the other uh, pages, it comes to me. So, but uh, well, God bless you guys. We're we're always uh, just honored to to come alongside and hopefully be helpful to you, partner with you. Um, in in uh, having healthy, growing Anglican churches. So God bless, and we'll talk to you on our next Vital Podcast. You've been listening to The Vital Podcast, a podcast of Anglican Revitalization Ministries, a division of the American Anglican Council. Be sure to share this podcast with other Anglican pastors and lay leaders who are also on the journey to church health. For more information on Anglican Revitalization Ministries and all it has to offer, be sure to visit www.churchrevive.org.